Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. The Athletic. The only way to score is, of course, to play uh, with a hand break off. Hello, I'm Ian Stone. This is Handbreak Off, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by The Athletic. It is Thursday, the 17th of August, and I'm joined by Adrian Clark and Art De Roche. Morning. Good morning. 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 Uh, I was saying, Adrian, for, just before you got on, Art has the look of a young Thierry Henry about him today, Doesn't don't you think? Just, I mean, like, genuinely. Yeah. And it turns out he's wearing the shirt as well. He's, he's looking the part. The he, he definitely looks like he could do some damage to a number of back fours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he does. We'll talk about Thierry Henry. Of course, part of the reason you're wearing it is because it is his birthday. Although you said, Art, you wore it yesterday as well. Yeah, I wore it yesterday. And I, I've got three other Thierry Henry shirts, so I could have just rotated, really. The other Arsenal one I've got is his last season at the Emirates, but there was kind of a mishap when I got it because it was the summer that they changed the fonts on the back of the shirts, and I got it with the new font, and then he left like two days later. So that's a bit of a unique shirt to have, but a little that's... bit of story time for people who probably didn't care about that. <laughs> Do you not wear that one because of the font? I mean, I, I wouldn't know. I got it when I was nine, and yeah. because it happened... <laughs> I, I just didn't want people to take the piss at school because it was the different font. So I never wore it again. <laughs> I kept it. I kept the shirt, but I just never wore it outside. Right. And obviously now it's too late, unless you were yeah. very, very much, a, a, you know, grew up very early. But I can't no, imagine no. that was the case. All right. Anyway. Uh, all right. Anyway, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Thierry because it is his birthday. Before we talk about that, David Raya was officially announced by Arsenal on Tuesday. Uh, Mikel Arteta presented his 91-year-old grandfather with a personalised shirt, uh, hopefully with the right font, uh, almost bringing him to tears, as it turned out. Uh, so we were thinking, if you could pick a family member to be presented with a shirt, who would you pick and why? Art, who would you go for? I think it'd probably have to be my mum. Yeah. She, she got me my first Arsenal shirt. And also, if I didn't say her, she'd probably murder me. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, it's a very clear answer for me. And also she's, um, yeah, very much into football, always has been. So, yeah, she's the one. There's a man, Adrian, who still brings his washing home, right? Yeah. I mean, there's... I, mean I, I still live at home, so... <laughs> still, yes. Well, exactly. So I think you did the right thing You've got to there. keep oh, mum sweet, to yeah, definitely. Yeah. You've got to keep mum sweet. Uh, what about you, yeah, Adrian? Look, obviously, you... I don't favour any family member over the, over another. I just want to put that on record. Um, the, the, my choice is really just for, just for giggles. Um, it's my dad, um, but only really because it would give us an opportunity to ceremonially, uh, ceremoniously burn uh, 
his Tottenham stuff uh, because he grew up a Spurs fan. And, yeah. and um, Jimmy nice. Greaves was his favourite player. He used to go in the 60s. But he did. He said he used to sometimes go Arsenal in between because it was Arsenal at home one weekend. So yeah. He just loved football. But he did He did like Spurs. He liked Jimmy Greaves. And, but in recent years, obviously since I had the connection with Arsenal, I know he's turned. I've know I've, I've seen him. I've seen him wear some of my cast off um, polos with a gun with a cannon on it. Um, he, he is a gooner now, and I just think it'd be nice. Yeah, bring him along. He can burn something Tottenham related, and we'll hand him his, his Arsenal shirt just to say, just to confirm for the whole world that that you've switched you've switched to the better half of North London. Nice. Well done, Mr. Clark, if you're Harry. listening. Yeah, well done, Harry. Harry, Harry Clark. <laughs> Harry Clark, that is such a an old geezer name, though, isn't it, to be fair? Um, Full yeah, well, I'm going to... back. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a youngster. There's a youngster called Harry yeah. Clark, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. It's, it's gone full circle, hasn't it, really? Um, yeah, I mean, in, in, I'm also picking my old man as well. Um, also 91, by the way, same age as David Rye's grand, grandfather and still the same prick he always was. But, and I say that, and knowing that he would be listening and would and would agree with it as well, um, but he was the one who took me to the Arsenal. And um, for all the anguish, there have been some beautiful moments. So it's really a thank you. So thank you for infecting me with this beautiful disease of the Arsenal. And uh, here's a shirt. Uh, now, perhaps you can make me a cup of tea. There <laughs> you go. Where's the kitchen? So <laughs> anyway, um, let's talk about the defence. I'm mad. I've got to be honest with you. Um, I was so excited for this season, and I am excited for this season, but but Yuri uh, and Timber suffering the ACL injury uh, has really put a downer on the last few days for me. I mean, I've really been, I have a sort of darkness around my head, right? I genuinely, it might just be uh, trying to entertain Scottish people. (laughs) That's a joke, all right? That is a joke. But anyway, it has, it has. There's been a definite feeling of, oh, no, I can't believe our luck because I thought he looked amazing. And then now we haven't got him for, uh, well, uh, you said, Adrian, minimum probably of seven months for an ACL. We don't know. Whatever, we wish him all the best. Um, Art, you've written a piece for the website about the options. Um, Can we sort of go through them one at a time? What would be your preferred option? I mean, is there one? Because obviously we're going to play a number of different formations depending, but does it affect... You know, is Kieran Tierney going to stay? Let's pick one and let's talk about that. (laughs) I guess my one's not unique, I'd say, in that you'd hope Zinchenko is as close as Mikel has been saying he is. And obviously the fact that the game, uh, upcoming game is on Monday, hopefully helps him in terms of a race to get back for that. So my, I guess, number one option would be Zinchenko filling in at left back again. I'd, I'd probably put Gabriel back in with Saliba and Ben White at right back. That would yeah. be my, I guess, foundation for for the season going ahead. But as you say, it was really just deflating, I think, because Timber comes in and he's able to do all those jobs. All those jobs. To a to, to really high level. I mean, look, Adrian, injuries happen, right? Mm. You've played, you've been in dressing room, you know that sort of stuff happens. You've had injuries yourself. Mm. It's frustrating for everyone. And, and we're not the only ones. I mean, Man City lost Kevin De Bruyne for about three months. Uh, you know, they're main creative force. So these things can happen. But how do you think the back three, four will look on Monday? 
It's so hard. It's so it hard. Is, I th- it? Yeah, I, I think the the most obvious thing to do would be to go back to last season and, and go with that white and, and Zinchenko at fullback and, and Saliba and Gabriel at centre half. Didn't we, work too badly. Did exactly. You, I, I think that will be our go-to. I do, but um, the, the Partey experiment was was good, and I, and I feel that Gabriel can slot in seamlessly there in terms of where Timber was that's not an issue uh, so we could we could see that happen again but the but the, the problem for me there would be would be Gabriel playing at left back obviously a left back that sort of tucks in not ideal um, and and it when we play against good teams teams that have really really dangerous players down the left hand side potentially like Crystal Palace Eze Eze does a lot of damage as their sort of left sided attacking midfielder do we really want to vacate that space uh, when Partey comes in field for me no I think it's just a risk too far so I wouldn't play Thomas Partey there uh, in that position on Monday night um, but yeah moving forwards it does leave us with a quandary if we keep going with this sort of Partey at right back it does bring Tierney back into play because yes, Tierney does. is a very natural left sided centre centre back which is pretty much what Timber was playing, what Gabriel would do in that in that role. You can't have Partey and Zinchenko both playing fullback, can you? I don't know what Art thinks about this. You can't have the double inversion. <laughs> I just think that's, that that would be getting to silly levels, and it would leave us a little bit exposed. So, yeah, I don't I don't see those two playing fullback together. I like Art's thoughts on that, though. Yeah, I think you're probably right on that one, especially when. We look back to last season and Zinchenko was outstanding. There were a few moments where he was getting caught out because of what he was asked to do and was able to do in possession. So for me, I think it's also quite interesting to see Kivior um, given a chance to play that role in preseason because just watching him in the flesh, I felt he performed really well in that role. Of course, it's it's Nuremberg, second division German opposition, but he just looked very natural, a lot more natural than Kieran Tierney when he's been asked to perform a similar type of role. But yeah, going forward, if you do want to mix that up, I I would be interested in, say, a Tierney at a centre-back in a free um, because he does it for Scotland. He's done it for Scotland for ages. He's done it for Arsenal before as well. Um, in big it's games, just about, yeah. yeah, it's just about, I guess, finding the right balance. But again, like I said earlier, I think the foundation is the biggest thing and they have one in that, that, um, that main four that we mentioned beforehand. So I think go, go into most of your games with that. If you want to tweak it, then maybe it's games like Forest at home, for instance, where you can kind of experiment a bit Experiment more. a bit, yeah. And as for Kieran Tierney, um, I mean, we know there's been interest in Real Sociedad from Newcastle in the past week, but there's now a case for keeping him, isn't there? Like a serious case for keeping him. And I remember when Kieran Tierney turned up and we were all looking at him thinking future Arsenal captain. I mean, he could be a, a mainstay in the team. And obviously, once we started seeing inverted fullbacks and all the rest of it, but... This could be one of those sliding doors moments in a way, really, where his whole career, Adrian, at Arsenal suddenly takes off because he has to do a job that he wasn't expected to do. Yeah, I don't want to sell him anyway. I don't, no, I've I don't never wanted to sell him. It, the only reason I would entertain the idea of selling him is if he was 
constantly out of the team and homesick. But he's actually not really kicked off about that. It seems like he's content to to fight for his place at Arsenal. He's, he, everything he says is quite positive. Newcastle are looking to sign the guy from Chelsea, Lewis Hall, and to spend a ridiculous amount of money, actually, £35 million on, on him. Um, <laughs> Where are they getting that uh, then? Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but, but so I think Newcastle might be off the table. Real Sassadad, does... does is that is that a move that he really wants? I I think I think we should keep him, but I also think we should dip our toes in and, and buy someone else. I've got to say because Timber gave us that luxury for a reason. It's because we needed that that player, someone versatile that that brought his skill set. I think we've got to f- try and look for Plan B. Whoever Alone? Plan B was <laughs> when when we were looking at Timber. I want us to go back in for them because this is a huge season. This is a huge yeah. season. And yeah. and the bottom line is he he solved a lot of riddles for us and his absence is going to put us in the same... It's going to take us back to last season. And I think last Defensive season... Defensive cover. Yeah. Defensive and, cover is what cost us last year. We let go too many goals and we didn't yeah, have we enough did. strong enough defensive cover. As it stands right now, we don't have enough strong defensive cover we're still letting in goals. I mean, clean sheets one in pre-season, MLS All-Stars. Does that even count? It's like we're letting in too many goals. We need to improve our defence. And I'm afraid that, that we're going to... There are so many more other players that we can sell and recoup money from other than Kieran Tierney. Let's keep him and add another. What about um, Ruel uh, Walters? Uh, oh, I know you've seen a fair bit of him. He did his little cameo versus Nuremberg in pre-season. Can play across the back line. Do you think he, um, then uh, Mikel Arteta might experiment with him a little bit? Yeah, I know. I, I mentioned him in the piece, and I think it's probably unlikely that Arteta would go and use him. Just going off, I guess, how he's used youngsters in the past few years. He hasn't really been one to just throw a youngster in like that. And I think he'll probably just have to go to really kind of strenuous circumstances for him to do that. But as I said, he can play across the back line, right back, centre back, and he's also played left back. So if you're looking for internal solutions from the academy, he's someone who would tick a lot of boxes, but doesn't have the experience of, I guess, a lot of the other options. And one thing I think a lot of people also forgetting is Declan Rice can play centre-back. Yeah. That was how he kind of broke into the West Ham team. Obviously, he hasn't played that position for a good few years now. But if you wanted to, I think I think he would be up for doing that job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he would um, or, as well. Or I hope he would be. So yeah. yeah, I think that's also another option that myself included probably forgot in the kind of in the heat of the moment when when the timber injury came about. Yeah, the, the that situation, I mean, it's a long time since he played centre-back, but he, he can mm. play it very well. If he was to do that, that brings the Partey-Zinchenko double inversion back into play, doesn't it? Because <laughs> but it does, because you've got a three there that are very solid, but then you could bring bring those two in. Um, and spread that back th- that that back three out. One assumes that uh, Thomas Partey would already be playing him. No, sure, well, well, I'm thinking about Jorginho. Yeah, so you'd probably you'd, you'd have Jorginho at the heart of the midfield. You'd right. have you'd have if you if you had to go with the back three, um, you'd go with Rice <laughs> Rice in between Gabriel and Saliba. And We're not sure of options, are we? Zinchenko, <laughs> Partey and Zinchenko joining Jorginho as the sort of three that that help us play out. 
Um, it's, it's food for thought. I, I don't really want to see us do it, but it's an option. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, it's a squad game. I said it the other day. It is a squad game. Everyone is going to have to muck in and do what they what they need to do. Players have to um, be versatile. That's what Mikel Arteta bought them for. The, you know, the talent that they have, their versatility. So um, hopefully they will find solutions. Maybe they'll go back in the market. Uh, going the other way, Nottingham Forest have shown an interest in Nuno Tavares. Didn't quite work out. Great going forward, except when he was shooting. Not so good defensively. Sell the best option, Art? Yeah, most likely. I think also, as Adrian said earlier, in terms of recouping some money, I think you'd probably be able to get something fair for him, similar to Matt Turner. Yeah. Um, so it's okay to, I guess, accept that some transfers don't really work out. Um, you just have to, I guess, react accordingly and quickly enough that they don't end up in a situation where Arsenal have been in loads of years recently Giving where they have away. to give them away, basically. Mm, no, yeah. yeah. I'm oh, not, not a big fan of yeah, Tavares. Yeah, I just don't think he's... Uh, Arsenal standard, unfortunately. So, he I think scored I would, a few goals in France last he year. He did, didn't he? yeah. But I, I would never play him at left back ever. I, I could no. only ever use him at left wing. Um, no, you can't defend. No. All right. Well, anyway, uh, we'll see what happens in the next. Uh, what is it? A week and a half or two weeks till the transfer window slams shut. It's always slammed. Why don't they just close it quietly? Uh, anyway, tell you what we'll do. Uh, we'll take a short break and then we'll look forward to Crystal Palace on Monday night. Ian Stone, Art De Roche, and Adrian Clark here on Handbrake Off for the Athletic. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. We better beat uh, with the handbrake at time. This is Handbrake Off, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by The Athletic. Monday night, we're back in action away to Crystal Palace. This is where we started the campaign last year with a 2-0 victory and everyone went, hello, <laughs> what's happened to us? It was genuinely that first 45 minutes. I absolutely loved it. Um, we haven't got a great record against Palace uh, when Roy Hodgson has been in charge, which he has been since the dawn of time, as far as I can tell. 1-1, drawn four, lost one. Uh, they started their season with a one nil away win to Sheffield United last weekend. No Will Zaha for them anymore, but Eberichi Eze is looking very good. Adrian, you mentioned him earlier on. He is a handful, isn't he? They're going to have to defend as a team against a player like him. Yep, just written a piece uh, for the Premier League, if anyone wants to read it. It's on their website. Saka and Eze. So just talking about the influence of these two. Basically, I labelled them the go-to guys because Saka's our go-to guy is a, is absolutely that that player and and yeah I touch on the fact that that Partey in the that right back position it, it would make me nervous because because Eze did a lot of his damage against Sheffield United on the left side of their attacking midfield he created seven chances I know it was Sheffield United away but he created seven he had eight shots most of them were blocked but 
Uh, he was fouled five times. He just gets into these little positions on the half turn, receives it brilliantly, and then does stuff. It's either a slip pass or it's a dribble, or you know, or, or he'll put a cross into the box. I rate him massively, and I think that that he's destined to play f- for one of the bigger clubs in this country one day. But um, yeah, he's he's the one to watch for sure. So yeah, I, I don't know how we go about keeping him quiet, but we definitely need to shrink that space between the lines uh, because that's that's what, where he likes to operate. I've got a mate, Andrew Mensah, who's his cousin, and we talk about him sometimes. And uh, wonderful footballer. I mean, genuinely a beautiful footballer, and he's really starting to uh, to show his stuff. Art, I mean, is there anything specific you would do? Is it is the main thing with us to basically have the ball for as much as we possibly <laughs> can, really? So the more we do, the less damage he can... Um, he can do to us. Well, thinking back to last year, everybody would have obviously been really scared about Wilfred Zaha. Yes. And I thought the way Ben White, uh, or sorry, Benjamin (laughs) White um, handled him was just really great to see because a few months earlier, we saw Cedric play there and just kept giving Zaha space, backing off, backing off. But White, on the other hand, just went touch tight with Zaha, didn't let him turn and that kind of set the tone for Arsenal defensively. So for me, I think you probably go for White at right back against Saliba as the right centre-back and then Declan Rice as well in there to kind of just be compact and create as, as small a space for him to work in as possible. So that, that'd be my thinking around it. Mm. Whether Arteta does that, I don't know. But um, we all know how big Palace away is for Arsenal. So I think it'd be nice to kind of show that last year wasn't just a one-off and that they are actually a team who are who can be solid away from home, which I'm sure yeah. they will be. If you played the double pivot of Rice and Partey in this game, uh, obviously that means that Partey will probably be on the right side of the midfield. So between Partey and Rice, you've got two guys there that can sort of cover off that, that left yeah, side for Forrest. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and also quite. they've got some big guys in midfield, Palace, this season. They've signed Jefferson Lerma from Bournemouth and he's alongside Czech Decore. There's two big old units in there. I quite like the idea of Rice and Partey going up against those two, really. That could be quite a heavyweight duel. I'd back on too, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, they've got some, they're, they're big lads, uh, uh, Rice and Partey. Um, I mean, up front, just give it a sacker, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, we 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 were we were talking about him and saying how we run out of superlatives. I've watched that goal about twenty times. I mean, I mean, as Amy said on the pod on Monday, it was it was brutally beautiful, is what it was, because he hit that ball so hard. I mean, having a guy like Bukayo Saka, it does obviously he starts. I mean, we could predict what the the rest of the starting lineup will be. We have some options though, don't we, uh, Adrian? Mm. I mean, pick any four from <laughs> seven or eight. Right? Yeah, it is. It's going to be a tricky one because if he does put Partey back in midfield, then it takes someone out, doesn't it? It probably probably takes out Havertz, but it it could take out Eddie couldn't it and, and then you, you move Havertz up front so being, it's a little bit of a decision there for him to make do you know what even though Saka is our go-to guy and 
just love him. And I do think we'll play a lot down the right side in this game. Tyreek Mitchell is a tough player to play against and Saka hasn't had a lot, that much joy against him. I know he, he, he kind of scored in the game, I think last year. Yeah, no, he did own score. Goal. Yeah, own That's goal, it, but he, he went round him on the outside yeah. and he went round the left back. But but where I think the weakness is for Palace is on the right, actually, um, with Joel Ward. So I would back Martinelli all day long against him. So what I think we need to do is sort of build down the right and then look for those quick switches of play, change the point of attack, knock it in behind Joel Ward for, for Martinelli to, to run onto. That's how I see us potentially undoing them. Um, Jordan Ayew worries me a little bit. He's done pretty well against Arsenal in, in recent years. Powerful player down the right. Who's going to play left back if Gabriel comes back in? I think it's probably Tierney, isn't it? Unless it's Zinchenko, unless Zinchenko's okay. Tierney's our best left-sided defender, if, isn't it? If, if Zinchenko's not right, but Zinchenko against Ayu in itself is a little bit of a an awkward matchup because he's so powerful. So it might be the case that that Zinni comes in on the bench and we start with KT, um, yeah. who who might be able to handle the physicality of Ayu because Ayu had a blinder on the opening weekend um, and he's definitely someone we need to contain. All right, well, we'll see on Monday night. A couple of other things before we go. Santi Cazorla has signed for his hometown club, Real Oviedo, on a free transfer. And I love this. He requested the minimum wage set for professional players in the uh, Segunda division uh, and gave up his image rights on the condition that 10% of his shirt sales get reinvested into the club. Legend. I mean, that's, I mean, what a legend. Do you reckon your, your shirt that when you were nine, that might still fit Santi, right? <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah, I imagine. Um, oh, I mean, what a legend, what a legend. I just, I want him around the club, don't you? He just yeah. seems like such a cool guy. And, and I, I, you know, we brought in so many of the ex-players and, and he obviously is an unbelievable talent. Mm. You know, he could, he could, just play football in a phone box and just <laughs> amazing twinkling feet. Mm. So I think he's just another one of these guys that I want around the club, really, Adrian. Yeah. Uh, and no, you know, I'd great love guy. To. And I think he would love to as well. Cause there was that, the, the thing really didn't, we didn't get to say goodbye to him properly. And I do think that him and Arteta, obviously teammates, good combo, weren't they back in the day? Yes. I think that, that if he's got coaching aspirations, then it wouldn't surprise me at all if Mikhail brought him into the into the club in some kind of role, and he's just a, just a happy person as well, isn't he? And I think he I think is. it it makes a difference having someone that's a bit smiley around the place, a little bit like Win the Dog. It's, it's good to it's, you know it gives off good vibes. Plus, he's got a lot of knowledge and a lot of quality of that he of could course. he could pass on to the players. So I'd be all for it, but obviously he wants to carry on playing. But that's that's. That's a nice gesture, isn't it? And it does surprise me, I've got to say, that more players don't do this kind of thing at the back end of their careers. I don't know, Gareth Bale's packed it in, but he could have done something similar, you know, like, like to go and, and end a career in Wales. Yeah, I'm not going to hammer hammer anyone that doesn't do it, but it. I think it is a nice thing that, that I'd like to see happen a little bit more often because they don't need the money. It's a passion thing, isn't it? Good on him, I think, really. Good on him. And I think if he does come back, I'd like to see him in a, like a smoky tube in the centre of the pitch like he did <laughs> for whenever. He, I, I would just have a vague... Did I dream that? No, no, that Villarreal, I think. Uh, some Villarreal, was it? Okay, beautiful. I think, you know, he just appears out of a smoke. I don't know how they did that. It was magic, I suppose. Um, also, by the way, uh, in the Women's World Cup, 
uh, Alessia Russo on the score sheet again yesterday. Great goal, by the way. The Lionesses beat Australia, the host nation, Australia. This England women's team, by the way, they've got something about them. I mean, they're really, really strong. It's nice to see some Arsenal rep in the final. Uh, so well done to her. And commiserations to Steph Catley and Catelyn Ford. And um, best of luck to the women in the final. Yeah, what's who's the manager that's described their team as mentality monsters? Who is that? That was Klopp, wasn't it? That's yeah. Klopp, right? Did it? Yeah. I'll tell you what, this England team of mentality monsters, honestly, that was the lion's den. It really was. It was packed out Sydney Stadium and they were calm as you like. They knew exactly what they were doing. They they were in the zone and that was a brilliant performance. It's impressive. And, and it's Alessia, impressive. Alessia's goal was great. She's got second one in a row, move, such which, good movement. which same, say exactly that movement, well found, and then buried, yeah, buried, she's be a and good you put her laces through it. Really, really excited to see her this season. And um, one more thing, we didn't mention him. It is uh, Thierry Henry's birthday today. I don't know how old he is. Actually, do we? Do, does anyone uh, know? I think he was born in seventy-seven. So, so thirty-six. Good man. Is that right? 46. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, 46. Except I got that wrong. Yeah, 46. Yeah. I knew it was something like that. Anyway, four, yes. Thank you, though, for saying good maths. I appreciate that. 46 years old. We thought we'd just pick a favourite goal from each of you. Uh, favourite Henri goal. There are a lot to choose from. Uh, we've done this a million times, yeah, yeah. but you know what? It's always nice to think about them, isn't it, really? Because... He is one of the greatest players we've ever seen. Immortalised, of course. Uh, can I have that one, by the way? The one, the one in bronze at the front of the stadium <laughs> when he, that he scored against Tottenham and then celebrated in front of the Tottenham fans. I'll have it for that reason alone. I think it was us. I actually wasn't at that game. I was in New York for some reason and I was looking. I knew the game was happening and, it, and obviously the, the games are all on live in America and I turned it on and I honestly it wasn't I was about four minutes into it when he did that mm. and then ran the length of the pitch and celebrated in front <laughs> of the Spurs fans and I and and I couldn't I already loved him as much as I could love a, another human and then he did that and <laughs> I thought what a man and so I have it to have that one that's the one for me uh oh what are you having I feel like any answer is going to be wrong <laughs> <laughs> but also right but, but also, also right. right um yeah. the two that came to mind straight away were the two you're having two i have to because i i feel like i I just have to um (laughs) the flick against man united where he flicks it up and volleys it far corner that's an obvious one and then the back heel against charlton at highbury where he's basically pinned up and being pushed away from the goal Mm. and he back heels it through someone's legs i can't remember who and it goes into the bottom corner far post so. Lovely goal that, wasn't it? <laughs> that was really, really good. I mean, it doesn't matter what goal you say, they're going to be lovely goals. But uh, yeah, scored, Adrian, what are you having? Well, he scored three against me uh, when I played for Stevenage in a pre-season <laughs> friendly. It was so good. He was so good. Um, that had to take him off early. It was just embarrassing. What about the one in pre-season, by the way, where he when he flicked the ball over the defender's head and then just side-footed <laughs> it in? I mean, what about that one? I know. I know it's the best goal ever scored in pre-season. Yeah, probably. One of my big regrets, actually, is that I never got to see him in the flesh at Highbury very often because I was still playing. I was playing for other teams. So I wasn't going to games uh, when he was in his pomp, um, just watching it on the TV. But I mean, hands down, he's still the best player ever played in the Premier League, no doubt about it. Um, the, the one that hasn't been mentioned, possibly the best, it was the, the Liverpool game, the match where we needed it, that invincible season. It was all going pear-shaped. And he pretty much single-handedly just said... 
it's all right, lads. I've got this. Right, and, right. and he's just, just the mazy dribble from the heart, from his own half. And obviously the way he twisted uh, Carragher um, so that he was on the deck was just joyous. So, um, yeah, little nod towards that goal. Fantastic. Lovely, lovely. And I know there would be people sitting there going, Leeds, what about the Leeds one? All right. <laughs> and I just wanted to mention it, but we're only allowed, well, I say we're only allowed one. Uh, I'll, add, I'll add two. But you know what? It doesn't matter, does it? It's I'm just glad he didn't breaker. take my one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not like there aren't a load to choose from. By the way, we have some exciting news. Uh, we will be doing our first live show. Live show, you can be with us in the flesh in November. Uh, tickets will be on sale soon and we'll have more details next week. Yeah, on the way back from the Community Shield, a um, couple of couple of gooners that listened to the pods uh, said to like, come up and said hello, um, which was nice. I get, get a lot of that, which is which is really good. You know, love handbrake off, love handbrake off. Anyway, I couldn't resist it. I, dro- I, I sort of gave them a little bit of exclusive news. I said, oh, we're doing a live show. Um, late, you know, later in the year, and they said, "Right, we're there." So we got, t- we sold two tickets already. <laughs> we got two. Okay, we got two. Uh, <laughs> Three hundred ninety-eight to go. That is excellent news. <laughs> we'll let you know anyway uh, next week. I've been getting loads of people up here, by the way, in uh, the Edinburgh Festival. Same thing, almost every day. Love handbrake. Love handbrake. So it's very, very nice. We really appreciate uh, you guys listening to us. Let's have a song. Before we go, um, I just thought, by the way, as it's Thierry Henry's birthday, I'm having What a Man by Salt and Pepper, because what a man. I mean, what a man. We loved him. Now, there could be a break on here. Thierry Henry didn't have much trouble bringing that under control. Always going it alone at the moment. And why not? There was just no stopping him. Just watch him go. What you having, Uh It's been a while since we've heard some Playboy Carty. Um <laughs> <laughs> You know, you got me into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so unfortunately, <laughs> or just see it however you want, I'm going for a long time. It's, it's the lyrics in there. Um, you can listen to it when you're down or when you're up. So I picked it in mind with uh, you're in Timbers injury, but... You can listen to it if you feel happy as well, so. Towards Henri, Fortune at his back! Sheer brilliance! And it is Thierry Henri. Well, there you go, Playboy Carty. Long time. What are you having, Asian? Do you know what? I, I thought it was Timber that, that inspired the choice. I was like, Tears for Fears came into my head. I know it's an old school 80s band, but... Yes. but, but I would expect nothing less from you, Asian. Exactly, Adrian. but, te- you know, Tears for and fe- tears and Fears, it's kind of how we're feeling at the moment. But the lyrics of this song, Shouts, one of their famous, famous songs, Shout, Shout, Let It All Out. These are the things I can do without. I mean, that's that's kind of Absolutely. where we're at. <laughs> <With the laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. We can all endorse yeah, that's that. Why, that's why.
And look, it, it might do you good, Stoney, this, this darkness that's hanging over you that, you know, we need to just shout, shout, let it all out, mate. I just need some sunshine, to be honest with you. It's just grey. I mean, it's just Scottish grey for the whole... But anyway, it's all right. Sunny People are coming and I'm happy. Uh, yeah, is it? Well, I'm glad for you, mate. Really excellent. Thank you very much for listening to us today. Uh, thank you to Art. Thank you to Adrian. And thanks to Jay, our producer. Uh, I'm Ian Stone, and this has been Handbrake Off, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by The Athletic. Ta-da. 